Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jersey Joe Corner. It is brought to you by Big Heads Media. It is going to be a great hockey season uh, coming right up. A lot of interesting things. Uh, Anchor.fm will help you uh, start your podcast and get things rolling. It's going to be a lot smoother when you uh, when you get the Anchor app, and it's so much easier to navigate. Even their online website at anchor.fm is very efficient and you can do a lot of great things with it and i i stand by it myself and i must say it's time to say let's go devils with the first pick overall the new jersey devils are brought to select from the U.S. program, Jack Hughes. Let's go, baby! Oh, oh, Let's go, oh, 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 oh. Lays it across, Botnan drives, score! Sammy Botnan let it rip, it's a power play goal, and the Devils have opened it up. Oh, my. Nico walking in, shooting, score! So back to what I was talking about with uh, Patrick Laine. He had one of his uh, low, if not his least favorable season, uh, only scoring around 30 goals. Um, for a kid like him, who's a sniper, who's modeled his game after Alexander Ovechkin as a young Finnish player for the Winnipeg Jets, and the Winnipeg Jets also have to pay up on uh, Kyle Connor, uh, a winger as well. So it's it's very troublesome um, for the Winnipeg Jets to try and pony up extra cash. So it seems that um, one of the Twitter handles that I was uh, talking to last night uh, NHL Rumors Daily, they said that um, Ray Shiro was looking into getting Patrick Laine, but um, it seemed that they were asking for too much because they wanted possibly Taylor Hall and Jesper Bulkvist. And Jim Berenger, our good friend uh, over at Boston Hockey Now, uh, told me about that um, on Twitter. And I think the reason why the Devils are bringing in uh, Jesper Bokvist into camp is because they believe, A, he can make the team, and B, he's the wrench in the whole situation um, to possibly bringing in uh, Taylor Hall uh, mid or short-term deal. And I think what happens is that, you know, Taylor Hall's been hinting um, that he possibly wants to go back up to the Canadian market or to a team that wants to win right away. And I mentioned in one of my articles, like I said, 
that Taylor Hall wants to go back home to a, a team that's ready to win a Stanley Cup. And he's getting on to that side of 29 going on 30. And Halsey, you know, I know he's been frustrated by the mismanagements of uh, the Edmonton Oilers. And uh, he's always wanted to be back in Edmonton. But um, Peter Shirelli traded him for Adam Larson. So I can't blame the guy. Um, I know it sounds like I'm moaning and groaning for him. But if you also factor in that um, Halsey wants to play for a team that can afford his $6 million plus um, be able to pay him um, before July 1st, uh, he can get an extension. I think it would be ideal for both parties. Maybe the Devils do get Mitchell Marner. Um, I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's it's an idea that's been floated around by different people. Um I wouldn't call myself a hockey insider. I'm more like a breaker when it comes to that because I get people who happen to be close to those kind of sources. So those are their credibilities. Um, To talk about Patrick Laine, he's one of those guys that I've always liked since his draft year when he came out of Finland. And the Devils, you know, never had that type of sniper until they got Nikita Gusev, and Nikita Gusev was the other option in that uh, plan B versus plan A um, for Patrick Laine. And it seemed that the cost basis for Nikita Gusev was two early picks in two different drafts over time, so it doesn't hurt the doubles that much. And... Nikita Gusev is just one of those guys that, you know, you need to have someone who can really put the puck in, on net and be able to score more. And the Devils need a guy who can shoot the puck. And Nikita Gusev in the KHL, he can he can get a lot of assists, but he gets a fair amount of goals too. So I think he's going to translate more into a sniper because you have Jack Hughes as the playmaker with a good shot, and then you have maybe Jesper Bratt on the right wing, and you have Bratt who's more uh, a dangler, and he holds on to the puck more. And I think that would be great for that kind of uh, chemistry on the second line. And to think about it, cap space is a beautiful thing when you have it, but when you don't have it and your team like the Jets or the Maple Leafs, it can be glory or doom when it comes to certain situations. And I think the way the Leafs have, they have a lot of talent, don't get me wrong. It's just, I think you're going to have to pony up and lose a player that you intentionally wanted to keep. Uh, For the Devils, this is a good problem. Um... You don't want to have these uh, locker room conundrums or anything like that to hamper you during an 82-game regular season. But you have all these youngsters. You think about it on paper. You have... Right now, you have Taylor Hall on left wing. You have Gusev. You can have Miles Wood. And maybe you do have maybe... 
uh, Nathan Bastion or Mike McLeod on the wing on the bottom six. Um, Pavel Zaka is likely the fourth line center. Um, maybe Joey Anderson is your bottom six uh, right wing. And then if you think about the right wings, you have Paul Mary, you have Simmons, um, then you have John Hayden, and you have Jesper Bratt. You know, these are all great players to mix in on the right wing. I'm not saying in that particular order, but you can just mix and match um, depending on how they are chemistry-wise. I wouldn't be surprised to see... The Devils uh, start the season um, above 500 because you do have a tough team like uh, the Winnipeg Jets coming right up into the Prudential Center. And I wouldn't be uh, shocked to see the Devils start scoring a lot of offense. Um, It just seems to be that uh, this year's team has a lot more skill and depth and when it came to last season, um, you have a lot of these conundrums that hamper the team altogether, and each line was out of whack. And when those lines were trying to play above their potential, uh, it hurt most players in certain situations. Whether it was uh, the power play um, last season was at 17.7% uh, on conversions. But if you looked at the Buffalo Sabres, they had the 16th best out of the top teams. Meanwhile, Tampa Bay had something like 28.3% on the power play. And when you have additions like Wayne Simmons... Nikita Gusev, P.K. Subban. Uh, Then you bring in Ty Smith, possibly from camp. I think this team has a whole lot more offensive firepower to bring to the table. And it just makes the team more dynamic. And it absolutely can be a blessing and not a curse. Um, Will Butcher will be masked a little bit more and I think it will be a good thing for the Devils to mix it in and I would be happy to see um, more things from last season that wasn't doable but um, I would be very happy to see uh, the Devils do a much better job of entry zone uh, entry zone entries and being able to keep the puck out of their own end and when you do the simple things like that and keeping the opposing uh, puck carrier outside of the the dots it's a lot harder for a team to score unless you have uh, someone like a Jacob Truba who can shoot a f- shot from uh, a top of the blue line and it's uh it's one of those things that uh I think John Hines is going to have a much better uh control over is that ratio has given him a lot of bits and pieces to uh assemble and the way he assembles this team is going to be the way 
the team can build and grow together. And if they can gel early and on, this team should be able to get somewhere between 96 points and 104 points. So let me give it a more conservative, um, like 98 points to be exact. Um, You had Montreal and Carolina last year. Um, They snuck into the last two wild cards when they clinched with 96 and 98 points to end the season. And I think it's safe to say that um, this... Metro divisions got a lot tougher. Um, nothing against Columbus, but they lost a lot of players uh, because of cap space, and uh, they lost Matt Duchesne uh, to free agency. And it's one of those things that um, Ray Shiro has been very uh, good about is being able to handle the cap. And he's one of those guys who's um, not going to make – a move just to make a move. Um, he's looking for the right player at the right time. And I think ever since he hired Tyler Dello to be on the hockey analytics side of things, uh, it has really improved uh, the way Ray Shiro and the team evaluate players and talent, um, both um, from amateur to uh, professional uh, scouting and player acquisitions and to think about guys like uh Wayne Simmons those are the guys that would break my heart uh many moons ago but I am happy that a guy like him is on the devils because he can do a whole lot against uh opposing teams and when that occurs um you have a lot of great things uh, coming your way, and there's so much more to think about um, with the season upon us. And with preseason, there's a lot of guys like Nathan Bastion, Mikey McLeod. Uh, they're all trying to make the roster out of camp, and there's not going to be any easy... Um, Ins this year, like last year, where there were some guys that made it because there wasn't a lot of um, competition. But now there's a lot of competition going into camp, and that's a great thing to have. So basically, uh, this upcoming season, there's been a lot of physicality and skill added to this roster. Uh, last year, um, this team didn't have a lot of depth on the um, right-handed side. And when injuries occurred on the Devils blue line last season, uh, things didn't look very good. And what I really like about this year's team is that you have P.K. Subban on the right-handed uh, top pairing. And... Because it's Andy Green who's on the left side and he's the captain, uh, it's going to be hard to move him down from the first line pairing. And that's that's what we're stuck with for one more season unless something happens um, with Captain Green. And also on the – possibly on the second pairing, you have um, – you have – 
Will Butcher, who is uh, your typical second-pairing offensive defenseman. He's a power play specialist, and it seems now that we he's with uh, either Damon Severson or uh, or you have uh, Sammy Vatanen on his right side. You can uh, shield him in a way where um, Severson could be more of the set it up and get um, to be able to quarterback the left side. But I also think at times you might put Sammy Vatanen in that area because Vatanen can play uh, second pairing minutes really well and he's a really good, well-rounded defenseman. And you can take the pressure off Severson and Severson uh, can play with uh, Ty Smith on his left side. And you can do that a lot if uh, Severson and um, Smith can work well together. And what I like about Ty Smith is that when I saw him uh, last year twice in preseason, he really does have great skating. His vision is impeccable. Um, his hands and whatnot are absolutely NHL level ready. I thought he was going to make the team last year. I believe he will make it this year because I don't think he has anything left to prove in the WHL with uh, the Spokane Chiefs. Um, you have Mirko Muller and Connor Carrick as a seventh and eighth pairing defenseman. And Muller is someone I want to see rebound big time because he did not look very good um, being uh out of reach and uh not using his hockey IQ and his vision uh to manage the passing lanes better and taking them away from opponents um i know he's a bit of a project right now um ratio did pay um a big amount of cost basis for him um, a few seasons ago to try and shore up that blue line on the left side uh, in the Nico Heischer draft. And it just seems that um, he hasn't quite fit right, but maybe he's out there to prove me wrong because I would hate it if I was right all the time because then it just wouldn't be any fun. Um, I do like the physicality of Mirko Muller. Uh, I just wanted to see him uh, get smarter, use his stick more, and be in position more often than he has in the past few seasons. Um, you also have uh, Connor Carrick, who was in the Ben Lovejoy uh, trade, and I feel the Devils really won that trade, uh, not to be biased, because we got a really good pick and the Devils made a good move in the draft uh, for that pick. And I do... Th- think that because Lovejoy retired and he did not get a Stanley Cup, I feel the way if Connor Carrick pans out very well and or he's using another trade to get uh, a better left-handed defenseman or uh, another really good goaltender, um, this would be very beneficial in the near and long term for the Devils. But I think because of uh, Cole Brady is their NAHL draft pick who's uh, going uh, to Arizona State in the near future. 
uh, is going to be very beneficial for him to develop there uh, with Eddie Lack as his uh, goaltending coach. And Eddie Lack, um, a former Devils goaltender, and he's a guy who can... Uh, I talked about this uh instance with uh Jim Berenger on the last interview I did with him about uh Cole Brady and this is something that um a kid like him who's tall very calm and even if he lets up a goal at least he can uh shake it off but he's gonna have to work on his uh his skating um being in position and being square to the puck more and those big bodies are uh are interesting because you have guys like Ben Bishop who've been very lights out this past season, and he kind of reminds me of that way of a Ben Bishop. Um, you also have um, Akira Schmid, who got cut from his first team in the WHL in Lethbridge, and he was picked up in Corpus Christi, and then after that he went to the Omaha Lancers, and he really uh, took it uh, really well with the Lancers, and he actually catapulted them back to the top in their respective league. And I do think the way Akira Schmid plays, he's very smooth. He's got really great vision. His hands are pretty good. Um, I just think he's going to take maybe three to four seasons. You're going to have to let... um, you're going to have to let Corey Schneider, I think he's going to go by 2021, 2022, uh, during the whole Seattle expansion draft. And it's going to take a lot of money off the books for the Devils. And not only will it save the Devils money, they can also try and make a big move to improve um, the wings and the defense a little bit. And by that time, you have um, Ty Smith as a defenseman will be a more of a veteran by that time and hopefully things pan out properly um i do see mackenzie blackwood still as the goaltender then uh jill sen uh is a very good goalie he's around six foot five a little over 200 pounds he's got a lot of uh vision he can actually be square to the shooter, and he does a great job keeping the puck in front of him. And he played for a very abysmal team in HC Davos in the NLA of uh, the Swiss League, which is the highest league in Switzerland. So if you want to watch highlights, I suggest you see him on YouTube, and he's got a really good athletic uh, like moves he can do when he does sprawls and saves. Um, but back to Blackwood, he's he's growing into a a, a first starter uh, on the Devils, and I think it will help take off a lot of pressure from uh, Corey Schneider. And Corey Schneider, I think at his age, you know, you don't want to play him so much that um, his lower body will irritate more and corrode. It's just one of those things. Um, you want to allow um, Schneider to be, you know, relaxed and um, not be rushed into a game or do too much. 
since he's uh, coming back healthy. And he looked pretty good in the IAHF. And Blackwood looked really good for Team Canada. And I think the Devils goaltending, if all goes well, there's a perfect balance of two goalies. And then you have Jill Sen, who can come up uh, from Binghamton right after he gets some reps in because he's got to get used to the NHL-level ice. So to talk about um, dark horses in camp and uh, Jesper Bratt-type uh, situations, um, if you have someone like Arnie Talvidia, who is healthy and ready after being injured for nine months, um, I like the idea of Arne Talvidia because he's one of those John Madden, Jay Pandolfo type players, you know, the meat and potatoes guys that you want to have in your bottom six and who can grind out the other team's uh, defenses and uh, drive the opposing goalies extra crazy. And to think about it, um, anyone not named Jesper Bokvist because that kid is basically... Uh, top six uh, material, but you also have kids uh, that are trying to make the roster out of camp, and it would be ideal to see maybe a defenseman jump onto the scene because I know Josh Jacobs has been cooking uh, in Binghamton for quite a while, and who knows if he makes a team, but I'm not going to put anyone in, you know, cemented in just yet but there's always going to be someone going to make uh make waves to make the team and the way that Shiro and uh Hines have been doing things is that they evaluate this talent that you may not always think about the most flashy of names like a few years ago Jesper Bratt came out of nowhere um, he basically was committed to going to play for the London Knights in the OHL. And for those who are not familiar, let me tell you a little story. So the guy who runs uh, the London Knights is a guy named Mark Hunter. And he is someone who the Toronto Maple Leafs are very close with. And... The London Knights are the team that's actually known for having guys like Patrick Kane in their uh, their presence. And Patrick Kane was one of the best players, if not the best player in that draft. And to put this into perspective, the London Knights know how to find talent. And guess what? When... You have Ray Shiro and Paul Castron as director of amateur scouting. Uh, you know, Castron and Shiro have been expanding on that uh, director of amateur scouting material. And they invested that money into getting better scouts in Europe. And so far, uh, Sweden and uh, Finland have been paying off dividends for the Devils. And... Um, they have a possible wild card in the in the making in the next several seasons in A2 Pakila because he's up to the next level. And one of my favorite sources uh, for things like these 
is EliteProspects.com. Anyone who's unfamiliar with a player, um, you can look up their stuff. Um, so what I like to do is, you know, uh, before the season to brush up on um, players that I might have forgot about or players I need to remember. Um, this is a very good, insightful site. They are very easy to track. Like, for instance, uh, usually in the middle of November or in the middle of December, I like to um, do my little um, amateur scouting uh, notes on certain players that um, the Devils could get. And I just like writing down notes because you just don't know who might end up in the Devil's lap or... You know, sometimes you get, you know, trade pieces at different times. And you just might never know who lands in your lap. And there's always a player that goes or supposed to go second round and they go maybe fifth round. Um, But I wouldn't rush this one kid from Russia named Arseny uh, Gritsyuk. he grew up playing for Sokol Krasnoyarsk uh, for his Russian team, his youth team. Um, he is a young left winger. He's five foot ten, so he's got a Jesper Bratt type sizing, and he's uh, one hundred sixty eight pounds. Or for those of you uh, don't use pounds, it's uh, seventy six kilograms, and. He's a March 15th birthday of 2001, so um, he's one of those kids that's going to take a little time to pan out. Um, he did, however, play in the U18s for Russia. He had one goal and uh, three assists. Um, but in the MHL, which is like the next step down from the KHL, if I'm correct... Um, it's one of the feeder systems for the KHL. He had 12 goals and 9 assists in uh, 30 games. So he knows how to score. Um, I think when he uh, goes into this upcoming season, uh, for Omske Yastrebi, um I think he will do a great job with them this season because usually the Devils have a good sense of uh, how to keep their eye on prospects. Um, to think about what the Devils have done over the years that they have cultivated uh, draft picks over time and they've been able to mix them in and get them on the right track. And to think about it, the Devils aren't going to rush anyone if they don't think they're quite ready yet. And to think about it right now, um, the KHL season's already started, but MHL season starts sometime soon. And the Devils uh, next year, I think, will have uh, Riley Walsh ready. Uh, they want to get him in his uh, junior season. And I think the way he plays the puck well is that he plays a little bit more like a Brian Rafalski uh, in that sense. 
And you don't want a kid like him to get to his senior year where a kid like him could walk. So I'm kind of like one of those people who loves and hates um, that that post-fourth year uh, free agent thing for college players. I think it's unfair to the team that drafts them that they need to do a better job of picking the right kid who would be committed to being part of that team. And so to think of it that way, I think it would be um, a smarter move to get a kid out of the college ranks uh, sooner than later because you want to inject that kid into your your lineup. Um, for those who are trying to think ahead, if Sammy Vatnin is not back next season, it's because it's likely that Riley Walsh makes the team out of camp. And there was a bit of a fiasco with um, the Carolina Hurricanes and uh, Adam Fox. And Fox knew that he talked to his agent about uh, him not being able to crack the defense corpse in uh, Carolina. And so he knew that he talked to his agent about going to the Rangers and the Rangers end up overpaying to get him and he might be like a Will Butcher in that situation to be shielded in on the Rangers defense and they they as in the Rangers had to uh they had to buy out uh Kevin Shattenkirk and Shattenkirk went down to Florida to Tampa Bay um to put it in context um, if Fox has a good year, um, it kind of sets the uh, the market value uh, for Riley Walsh um, in like two to five seasons after maybe a two-year entry-level contract likely. So just think about it in that sense. To compare apples to apples, you have to compare college defensemen to other college defensemen that have gone to the NHL. So that's where I'm going with this. Um, one of the things that I like about um, the 2018 draft the Devils did um, was getting a kid like Xavier Bernard. And he did very well for the QMJHL, uh, Drummondville, uh, Voltigeur. And he ended up scoring five goals and 11 assists as a, as a two-way defender. And he did that in uh, 32 games. And he also played 34 more games when he got traded to the Charlottetown Islanders. And he scored a goal and eight assists. So what this tells me is that he's a big uh, physical guy who can... Um, play the puck, shoot it, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, move up to the next level. He's 19 years old, and um, he's a January 6th birthday. So next season, uh, he'll be 20 years old. I mean, next upcoming January, he'll be 20. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see if he makes the Devils uh, AHL 
uh, in camp, but I don't think that's possible because he's 19, and you would have to possibly put him on the NHL roster for the first nine games. And once you put him on the roster and he doesn't make the first nine, you have to send him back to Drummond, not Drummondville, but uh, Charlottetown. And you have this kid, I think if he is ready, he possibly makes the team and maybe um, you trade away Mirko Muller or um, maybe someone's interested in uh, Sammy Vatten and, and then you have another right-handed defenseman uh, in Connor Carrick on the other line because uh, clearly Xavier Bernard is a really good left-handed defenseman. And so I think there's going to be a lot going on um, between now and camp. And Ray Shiro has a lot on his plate to uh, consume. And who knows what happens. There's always going to be that uh, that player or players this year that could be like the 2017-2018 crop where you had Butcher, you had Heischer, you had Jesper Bratt uh, come in and started to change things up. And that's what you want is that your amateur, your professional scouts, and you want your uh, your upper brass to be able to trust the people you hire. And this is why the devils are going upward is because they believe in their philosophy, which is fast, attacking, supportive, and how people are self-starters. And <clears throat> to have guys like P.K. Subban and Wayne Simmons, uh, who are really well-known veterans, and they can do whatever it takes to get through the 82-season grind. And there's going to be a lot to be excited about. I mean, I am projecting that the Devils are going to score... Um, around 280 goals this season. And if they do that, they, they can be a playoff team. Um, I would like to see them uh, have less goals allowed this season, keep it down to, let's say, 221, 225. Because last year, that team uh, wasn't able to put up enough offense and gave up more goals than they should. Um, the penalty kill is one of the best variables of this uh, team uh, last season that did go right for the team. And goaltending, I think, is going to be a lot better. But it should be worked out uh, because they have so much depth and goal. And theoretically, if it does happen... It should be a very good season, and I would expect the crowd from opening night to middle of the season to uh, game 82 to be very loud and very proud. And I just think it will be a, a great year and a much better fruitful season than last season. Um, thank you, everyone, um, for listening to the podcast. Um, I'm also on Spotify, I'm on Google Podcasts, um, soon to be 
on Apple Podcasts. Um, listen to here on Anchor.fm. If you want to sponsor the show, um, I have my Patreon page. And uh, keep in touch with me at uh, Jersey Devil OG on Twitter. So thank you all for uh, listening in. And let's go Devils.